you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Day two of the draft continues tonight on NFL Network. But first, we welcome you inside. Good morning, football, presented by Ram Trucks, live here in New York City, Friday, April 28th. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Kyle Brandt down the hall. He has been sequestered to a different part of the studio. Ryan Leaf here with me as well. This is a game we like to play called Hook and Lateral. Before we get there, though, we're going to send it out to our own James Palmer, who, after a big night for the NFC champion Eagles, has more to say. He is our lead block. Lead block. In the days leading into the draft, Eagles general manager Howie Roseman made multiple phone calls to multiple teams for different spots to move up from 10 because he believed sitting at 10, he was not going to be able to take Jalen Carter out of Georgia. He ends up moving up one spot to nine and taking him. He also said he knows there are reasons why he was able to take Carter at nine. He said that type of talent doesn't come around in drafts very often. He's explaining that because there are character and off the field concerns of Jalen Carter. He said he does believe it is the problem fit for several reasons. One, he believes their head of security is the best in all of football in terms of investigating things off the field. Obviously, there's multiple teammates in Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, and now they took Nolan Smith at the back end of this draft that will all be here, and he believes there are veterans as well in this locker room and the culture of this locker room that plays a big part in putting their arms around Jalen Carter. Now, their other pick, as I mentioned, in Nolan Smith, he was linked to the Eagles at possibly a 10th overall selection, but they get him all the way down at 30th, and I'll tell you this, with a couple of text messages that I received the Eagles are beyond happy that they were able to land both of these Bulldogs in the first round I am digging the color-coordinated family look for Nolan Smith and company can I interest you in a light pink suit for tomorrow's show uh, yeah okay great. yeah it, right. I think uh, <laughs> I think I'd probably call it salmon uh, no, 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 definitely let pastel pink. Uh, let's welcome in Peter Schrager and Tom Pelissero. <laughs> they are in Kansas City. They look great. Will Selva in L.A. You look awesome. Everyone is suiting and booting except for Kyle Brandt and Ryan Leaf, and we'll talk to them about that in a little bit. Let's run a little hook and lateral, shall right. we, gentlemen? 60 seconds on the let's clock. Go. Peter, you are up first. Dream pick. Mm -hmm. Perfect fit. Play a little puzzle piece action for me here. Who was the perfect fit for their team in round one? I got to say that I thought the player that ended up in the best situation was Jackson Smith Najigba going from Ohio State where he had all these other wide receivers around him and whether it be Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave or Marvin Harrison Jr. to now going to Seattle where he's got all these other receivers around him and they look like an NBA team in a way because of the height differentials that you have. You've got your towering DK Metcalf at six foot four. You've got Tyler Lockett who's more of your point guard. You got D. Eskridge who they still really like there. He's coming in and 
Then he's your shooting guard, and then you got Jackson Smith, the Jigba, who might be your three. This is one wide receiver unit, and then you also add in Noah Fant and, of course, Will Disley. Like, this is a good team and a really good group. And for Jackson Smith, the Jigba, to come in as the first wide receiver taken off the draft, but not to have the pressure to be asked to go and produce 110 catches his first season. Just do your thing, be the slot guy, and let's build. I thought the Seahawks got a lot better last night, and I thought that they did not expect for him to be sitting there at number 20th overall. All right, now I'm going to make a question to Ryan Leaf back there in the studio. Ryan, I've got this card here, which will detail the question. Ryan, more surprising fact. Three quarterbacks <laughs> taken in the first four picks, or Will Levis falling out of the first round? Yeah, quarterbacks run the world, Peter. It's just how it goes in the NFL. So it's definitely more surprising that one of the said quarterbacks that was thought to be a first-round draft pick in the eyes of a lot of the analysts to fall out of the first round. You would have expected them to all maybe even go in the top five. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Might end up being the best thing for Will Levis, not having to carry maybe that anchor. Um, we'll see how it plays out for Anthony Richardson. But, yeah, more shocked that Will Levis continued to fall last night while the other guys... Uh, were drafted up front. But it was a good point you made earlier that in his grades and everyone's grades across the board, he was never really receiving a true first-round grade anyway, so it really shouldn't have been a surprise, but the narrative behind it was a surprising climb. It was, yeah. You know, both him him and Anthony Richardson, for me, didn't have first-round grades. The only two that did were Bryce mm -hmm. and uh, CJ, and that's where those two went early on, and then they only ended up being three. So, yeah, more surprising there for me. Will Selva. Will Selva. We're going to go to the West Coast. I love Love when Will's on because I know he's up bright and early and he's ready to go. The Niners yes. out west draft starts tonight yeah. in the third round mm -hmm. with the 99th, the 101st, and the 102nd overall picks. Who should they have their eyes on heading into next season? I love the fact, Ryan and everybody, that they have compensatory picks. This means that they have been able to develop general manager material. They've also been able to develop head coaching material. So that's fantastic. In terms of their needs, they can always use help on that D-line. John Lynch himself said that. He also had met with Byron Young of Tennessee, who we saw at the Combine showing a lot of athletic ability. 4-3-3, or 4-4-3, I should say, was his 40 time. So he would bring a lot of juice on the edge there to go opposite, say, Nick Bosa. Maybe his rotational piece there for the D-line. I think that's one spot. Another spot is the linebacking core. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. They already have Gray, uh, Dre Greenlaw, and they also have Fred Warner, but they need a number three guy. Al Shire went to the Titans. Maybe they go with Dorian Williams out of Tulane, who had a career-high 17 tackles in that win over uh, USC in the Cotton Bowl. Or maybe Henry Tuo Tuo of Alabama. He's a local guy at a De La Salle in nearby Concord. So those might be some of the areas that they need help or maybe some depth, if you will. All right, Tom P., we go out to you there in KC. We saw a lot of movement in the first round. To you, in your opinion, what was the smoothest move of the night? Well, there were a few teams and general managers who kept their plans quiet, had a little bit of a surprise for us. I'm going to give credit here to Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, and the Colts because right up until the draft, they had people guessing. Everyone knew it's going to be a quarterback there, but is it going to be Will Levis or is it going to be Anthony Richardson? They could have panicked. They could have said, we got to trade up to number three, yeah. compete with that massive offer that the Texans ended up laying out the Arizona Cardinals. Instead, they stuck with what their plan was all along, which was, we're going to sit at number four, we're going to wait, and we 
believe that our guy is going to be there. That guy is Anthony Richardson, who is built like a linebacker. Yeah. He runs 4-4. There's going to be questions on accuracy. He hasn't played a ton of football, but he really impressed teams when he got into meetings and got on the board. You just never know when somebody only has 13 college starts. This guy really know what's going on? I don't know. But when he got in there, and to a certain degree, that's yeah. absolutely true, but when he actually got up there, was able to describe the offense and talk with teams, he was really, really impressive. So this is going to be an interesting project for Shane Steichen to take on right out of the gate, but we had, he had success with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Yes, Let's see what he can do now with Anthony Richardson. All right, Kyle, I come to you. B. John Robinson last night goes number yep. eight to the Falcons. Then Jameer Gibbs, I know you loved this pick, goes number 12 to the Lions. Is this the, the resurgence, the redemption of the running back position? I hope so. And guys, before the end of the show, Tom, I need more uh, fallout boy takes from you and Peter. I'm still not sure it wasn't good Charlotte, so maybe you could confirm for me that it was fallout boy, in fact, before Let's the end of the show. Him. Guys, uh, <laughs> two running backs taken in the top 12 picks. Hasn't happened in seven years. The last four drafts there's been zero in the top 12 and I think it's cool and I think it's exciting and hell yes it, it almost has this sort of hipster quality to it where like running backs are back and it's like collecting old typewriters or something except they're not typewriters they're really really strong athletic incredible running backs who went to teams who are going to run the wheels off them I will say this the redemption will come when running backs are fully recognized as the new weapon of the next generation and are paid and they're extended I will give a piece of advice the day after they're drafted to Jameer and Bijan Guys, if you have this massive rookie year and you've touched the ball 400 times, you do this, you do that, hold out after your rookie year. I'm going to tell you right now, hold out after your rookie year for them to extend you because otherwise they're going to hit you again and you're going to be all worn out and nobody's going to want to pay you. It has a sad ending. <laughs> Preempt it. It's lifestyles of the rich and famous. Jamie, you proudly hail from the shores of Lake Minnetonka. Mm -hmm. Give us your take on the Vikings' first-round pick, <laughs> wide receiver Jordan Addison. Fight on. Kyle, uh, I'm going to help out uh, the Suit Twins out in Kansas City real quick. Not good Charlotte because, as everybody knows, the wedding of the season happened last week in the south of France. Uh, Sophia Ritchie got married. Her sister is uh -huh. Nicole Ritchie. She is married to Joel Madden. Joel Madden right. and Good Charlotte performed at the wedding. They did not hightail it from the south of France to Kansas City to perform. Indeed, it was uh, the other band that we've been okay. talking about. Uh, Jordan Addison, it's a great pick. Uh, the Vikings have Justin Jefferson. I'm glad that the wide receiver room was bolstered, if you will. I would have liked to see a guy go on defense. I know it's fun to have like the historic run of four, run, four wide receivers going from 20 to 20, picks 20 to 23. But Nolan Smith was sitting there from Georgia, and he went all the way at 30 to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Vikings have a new defensive coordinator. I would have loved to see a fresh guy on defense. They had issues defensively last year. Everyone knows how I feel about Kirk Cousins and the way this offense has uh, folded in January at times. I'm not ever taking the heat off the defense. The defense needs to figure a lot of things out for the Vikings. Jordan Addison's a very talented wide receiver. I would have loved to see one of those defensive names go if the Vikings had gone a different direction. Round one, it's all wrapped up. Tyree Wilson looked great, too, with the hug and the lift and everything. No one puts the commissioner in the corner. We're going to revisit the best moments from night one next. Plus, Peter and Tom are out in Kansas City and will give us the latest ahead of round two right here. Yes, indeed. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football. Last night was amazing. And our MC, host, and uh, master of ceremonies last night is with me right now. So thrilled. Hours after you got done on the broadcast this you, morning, Peter. Rich Eisen joining us on the show. Rich, how are you? I'm amazing. Last night was it was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, it was uh, just seeing the city the way it looks, the the setup here to create a draft hall out of Union Station, and then obviously have the World War One Memorial and Museum serve as the the backdrop of 125,000 fans here. That's exactly what the league envisioned when they wanted to take the draft around the country. And then this is the spot where the Chiefs finish up their parade. And who knew the last two Super Bowl victories and parades were kind of a dry run for last night. Incredible, just just awesome. The, you know, the the thrill of this year's draft was the uncertainty up top, and just watching you guys in real time. And I made a great PSA on the air, and I, don't go on Twitter. All the pics, like there was real suspense last night. When you're sitting in that chair, do you yeah. feel that suspense as well? Oh, of course. It's just like everybody else sitting at home, and that's the beauty of what we're trying to do with the draft coverage and the draft uh, broadcast is to put you in our shoes of being here in Kansas City, and then of course making you feel like you're here. Um, and the only way, I guess, to, to make it completely feel like you're here is if somebody was blasting music directly <laughs> into your skull in your next-door you neighbor. What? This Joey McGuire, you know? this coach of Texas Tech, he says to me, he goes, yeah. you know what we say in Lubbock? I go and he goes, what's next? I go, what's oh, ne okay, <laughs> what's next? Sounds good. That's all right. I mean, if it doesn't get fixed tonight, I'll just show up at the most important <laughs> meetings of anybody who's in charge of this at 345 Park Avenue, like I'm uh, like John Cusack outside their <laughs> window, but instead of a boombox, I'll just rip one of these speakers off and hold it outside their meeting and say, how you doing? and conducting your business on behalf of the NFL. But at any rate, anyway, it was a great night last night with a whole bunch of the uh, players having their dreams come true. And, you know, and uh, as, as for Will Levis, I would just point out, you know, Breeze is going to the yep. Hall of Fame. He's a second rounder. And for about a week and a half, Jalen Hurts had the richest contract yep. in the history of the NFL. He's a second rounder. And, you know, I, obviously I'm sure it was a long night for him to wait to hear his name. But he'll, I don't think he's going to have that long of a wait tonight. Yeah, and your point is exactly spot on. Derek Carr just got another huge contract. Track. Second rounder, Jimmy Garoppolo, another big deal. It, his career is not over based on last night. The moment that you thought will be encapsulated forever in our minds when we think back to first round 2023 draft, which one was it? Oh, gosh, I think it would have to be Houston trading up to right. go two and then three, where, you know, the conversation was about C.J. Stroud or Will Anderson or, and ha like, how about both? Yeah. How about going and grabbing both? So I thought it that was a huge moment. Jalen Carter slipping to nine and then Nolan Smith slipping to 30 and the defending NFC champions getting both yeah. for their defensive line to hook up with N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis from last year's draft was pretty remarkable. I think Seattle did did themselves very well by going ahead and getting Devin Witherspoon, yeah. jumping the line for the Lions, and then Jackson Smith Sitting and Jigba starting an unprecedented streak of wide receivers. We've never seen a common draft era draft have four first round uh, wide receivers go in succession like that. So those are the things that leap out yeah. to me the day, the day after. Uh, as we head towards tonight, obviously Levis and Hooker are storylines. But I think you and I are kindred spirits. I love day two and day three of the draft as much as night one. Yeah. And for viewers at home who might be casual, you know, make the case. Day two and day three. Why this is also 
pretty cool event for this for the city. Yeah, of man. Sports. I mean, there's only 31 picks off the board, and I know the first round is the first round, but the bulk of the draft is yet to come. Tonight is a huge night. I mean, an absolutely huge night because there are several big men on campus, literal and figurative, left to be had, and many of them will fall down to the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. And last year, Brock Purdy's success has totally destroyed the notion that a second day or a third day pick is is insignificant or irrelevant. We have to even change that name, I think. Yeah, no, it is time. Uh, Kyle Brandt made that amazing pick. Drew Pearson did that amazing pick. Our colleague Jason McCourty is making a pick for the Tennessee Titans tonight. And early, is this the Dixie Chicks? I like that. I don't know, but it's definitely better because I can hear you. So that's cool. I sound like that get off my lawn guy. I don't want to be that guy. I just, I honestly do not wish to be that guy, but I'm sorry. What are you? What are you? McCourty, and he's yeah. kind of playing it cool, like, no, no, I got it. It could go poorly when you make the pick and you try to go big and it then it falls flat. We had some last year that maybe didn't land with the audience. Right? I, I, I know. Some of them go on and on and on and on, but... Your tips um, to Jason McCourty, making a pick as they're telling him, you're yeah. on the clock, let's go. What would you say? Uh, first of all, don't get... And I, I know I'm telling these to a former professional football player. Don't get overwhelmed by the moment. Yep. And there is some echoes that happen. There is also some country music that gets blasted at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> I think it's the You chicks. never know. You never know. You never know where it's going to come Dixie from. Dixie Chicks, guys, what do I we got? Know, do we but, know? Okay. Uh, but, right. Not but ready to make nice. Just, don't, just, just <laughs> say the words on the card. Make sure you, you say the name right. Because that when you botch the name of the player, yeah. that goes, it's not as bad a YouTube moment as, say, Travis Kelsey's first pitch. <laughs> but these things, they, 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 they resonate. They, they stay on the internet. And certainly if that player turns out to be uh, an all-time great, you have introduced him as a professional football player mispronouncing his name. My man, I love working with you. I think you're incredible. And you're the consummate pro that your voice is still great, despite screaming over (laughs) Natalie Maines (laughs) and whoever else is blaring their music in the background. It's a lot of talking, you know, and it's a lot of talking. But but again, it's, it's, you know, Joel Klatt being uh, added to our first round night draft set with Charles and, and DJ and Tom and Ian and you and the rest of the crew and the great folks we have in the truck and how long they prepared for it. It makes life easier for somebody who has to talk as much as I do. Well, it's awesome. As I said, you are the MC of the evening and uh, you, take us through year to year. All right. So this is draft weekend. The players are having their dreams realized, but yes, such a great cause is also happening. The Run Rich Run Thanks. for the 19th year. We're doing it here. Can you take us through what it's been like this time around? Yeah, yeah. It was the second year that we did it at the Rose Bowl. The um, COVID canceling the the combine a, a couple of years ago made us change and shift. And um, so that year we we still did the run in in SoFi Stadium. And then the last two years, I mean, look at this. I was a, a reporter for the Michigan Daily years and years ago, covering Michigan versus USC in the Rose Bowl and Bo Schembechler's last game. That's and now here cool. I am with a charitable That's a good event, full circle running. This year we did it at the at the, at the Rose Bowl again, and we had uh, Deanna Flores. Yeah. Um, the world-famous awesome. flag footballer. And um, she helped with the run and the shoot with the kids from St. Jude. I believe you've had a couple of them on. Yeah. And go to that the website. Thank you so much. Runrichrun.pledgeit.org. And give whatever you can. And I'm constantly monitoring the uh, the amount that's coming in. And that I, I love it when it goes up by five bucks, eight dollars, yeah. ten dollars, because that's a gra- that means this is a grassroots campaign, and that people are just saying, you know what, I can give this, and I want to be part of it, and that 
kind of overwhelms cool me when point, I see because that. Because we see the, you know, you've mentioned the Bashadi family has been very generous. We see the, very. But every dollar does count. And even if you're watching at home, Good Morning Football, it's that easy. Just put that over there. Five dollars is fine. You'll take whatever you can get. And right. you also are encouraging folks to send in their videos of them running the 40? It's been great. And and the Chiefs donated generously. The Minnesota Vikings have chipped in. And, and you know, I'm appreciative of anyone in the football community that wants to do that. But, uh, you know, the Ravens, once again, they're, the Bashadis step up. And you know, I'm thrilled for Steve to know that Lamar didn't get all his money. I got some of it in this charity. So, and just seeing, you know, kids across the country or teams across the country doing this um, and just being part of it through their own runs, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's been cool for all of us at the network to watch it grow as well. Diana Flores playing a role here. We got to meet her at the Super Bowl. We saw the commercial. What was it like meeting her and her participating? Oh, she was great. She was awesome. We have a little bit of fun um, in the middle of our piece that um, that's going to be airing on Saturday. I already got a, a little sneak preview last night. I just want everyone to know that whatever you give goes directly to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and it goes directly to making sure that kids get better and families don't see a bill and can focus on the care of their child if they have to go and be at this place. And all the kids that are running in the, and at the um, Rose Bowl and Run Rich Run are cancer removed by a few years. I'm, I've been ex told you're not truly cancer-free or Got termed it. as such until five years out, like Emmanuel, who yeah, you've met so here on this show. Um, Emmanuel came on our show, and if yeah. you didn't watch it, he was on Tuesday. This young man is blind in one eye and yes. is playing college football and is an incredible young man, and he's a St. Jude. You'd say he's cancer-removed now. Yeah, he's cancer-free 15 years. Yeah, and he, he was incredible. He lost his eye when he was four, <sighs> um, and St. Jude um, got him better. And now he's a grown man um, and wait to see his 40 at the Rose Bowl. So I, I think some uh, some of the uh, evaluators who might be watching could uh, take notice. And he's neat. Um, the other kids are, are equally as neat. And so is it's just a, a beautiful it was a beautiful day at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Uh, we've all seen this grow to such great heights and you've done such awesome job. Um, yes. You personally, you've had so many career accolades. I have to think this passion yeah, I mean, is. Look, uh, as as of uh, many things in life, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, uh, a lot of what you do is shaped by your experiences and also about your wife telling you what you should be doing with your life. And, you know, my wife Susie's constantly talking about what are you doing yeah. with the platform that, that NFL Network or ESPN, which is where my wife and I met, what are you doing with your platform? What are you doing with the time? And when I started running for a charity and the idea was let's choose a charity that the NFL is associated with, and I had three kids at the time, five and under, St. Jude just jumped off the page. And it has been just a, a remarkable run, figurative, and definitely not literally. Um, it's, it, there's nothing remarkable about it at all, um, but it, 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 has been, uh, it has been great and as much money as anybody. Last time I was on last week, the power of Good Morning Football led to a remarkable donation awesome. day of so many Love people just that. hitting that QR code. So I, and and I thank you and the rest of the crew and and um, and Craig and all of the producers of Good Morning Football to get behind this cause. We I don't it. take it for granted, man. We I love don't. it. It's amazing. We got some buddies who also are doing the Big Slick thing, which is for Children Mercy Hospital. Like, yeah. It's amazing seeing you guys yeah. having this platform. Yeah. And using it for others. Yeah. And Stone Street, who was here last <laughs> night, um, he and, the, and, as you mentioned, Paul Rudd and Jason Sudeikis and Rob Riggle and, um, and David Koechner, all Kansas City 
guys who come back for Children's Mercy Hospital. It, it, it is amazing, and um, I, I just think that this is a terrific charity that hopefully everyone can give whatever they can. Appreciate it. So good. Friday, Saturday, we're going to be you. doing a big thing. Rich. Great to talk, great to be Rich seen, Eisen, and most importantly, great to be heard. There you go. It's great to be heard you here. Can hear us. We do love the Dixie Chicks, though. Guys, when great. we get back, we're going to wrap the show. We got more wow. Good Morning Football. There it is. That is, is Kansas City. We're going to call our shot with what goes down. Let me help them out. The, the sound check is good. <laughs> it's good, guys. The check, it's all checked. It's good, we're guys. Good. Motley Crue is going to be great. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We've got all 32 team hats right here. Yeah. We gave uh, Dalton Kincaid's buddy, we're going to call him Seth. Seth. We gave Seth one job, one one piece of advice. Put him in alphabetical order or divisional yeah. order. We have not done that here, so we're going to about to play a game of Hungry Hungry Hippo and try okay. to go find the hat sure. for some of these best fits. All right, mm-hmm. first up, best fit that you found last night. Grab the cap for the team that drafted you think has the best fit for the player. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Defending won. NFC champion. Sure. Yep. They just absolutely killed it. You get two first-round picks when you're playing in the NFC Championship, and then you go and add two national champion players on the defensive side of the front. Where were they the best at last year? Up front. Mm -hmm. Broke the record for sacks in a season. The thing that kept them away from it in that Super Bowl was really a a lot of their inability to get off the ball because of the turf. They were sliding all over the place. This team just re upped. All, that's all they did. They just re-upped and they put behind them more and more depth. Mm-hmm. The Georgia Bulldogs, what do they do? They go and get every five-star guy out there. No, they develop awesome. them. They win national championships over the last two years. And now, Howie Roseman's just using it as like a minor league system just yep. to bring them in and be better. And now, with the NFC... Uh, not being as difficult, certainly, as the AFC, sure. they have a real chance to get back to it again. So I'm all in on what Philly did and what they're continuing to do. It's really cool. So Philadelphia is now, what, Athens North? Is mm-hmm. that what you yep. call it? Yeah. Athens North. Athens of the North. One of the founding cities in this fine country, the cradle of democracy. Get after it. Uh, speaking of one of the best cities in this country, I'm going to go with Detroit, guys. I've had a long time to think about this. Oh, oh I've been Kyle. all over the map emotionally with this. Kyle. Now, it's not who had the best draft. And by the way, one of the funniest things about today and what we do is draft grades. I, I just, I eat them like Andy, I love them. They're already on NFL.com. Some team has a C minus, some has an A plus. The grades are not great for Detroit. But I'm talking specifically about Jack Campbell. Captain Jack Campbell, who was the Iowa linebacker that they took in the first round after taking a running back in the in the also in the first round. It's best fit, all right? This is going to be your classic middle linebacker. Bit of a throwback, sure. And I saw one take last night that the winner of the 1993 NFL Draft is the Lions. Um, 
I get yeah. where you're going with that, but I like the way this guy goes. The Detroit Lions fans are, are getting excited about him. They're trying to say that he's going to be our new tackle machine. The defense was terrible, especially during that really bad start that they started off the yeah. season with. You put him in front of Aaron Glenn. You make him a captain. Go out there for the coin toss and have 15 tackles. Jack Campbell, Captain Jack, that's the name. Captain Jack Campbell bringing, right. bringing uh, big grade energy to uh, – okay, this is where I understand the panic, Seth. I really do because you're like, but seriously, where is the Bills at? Are you guys messing with me? No, oh, here it is. Fair. Okay, good. woo Because even though the video is pretty epic uh, for Dalton Kincaid's buddy, I do think that fit is fantastic for Dalton Kincaid. I, too, had to think on it for a minute because I didn't think Josh Allen needed this, but a two-tight-end set feels like it really fits for the Buffalo Bills. We're not really sure where they're trying to go in terms of like the true running back game. Mm -hmm. So if that's how you're going to work your blockers and if you're going to leak Dalton Kincaid on the outside, I think that is a great way to go. There's video now of Dalton Kincaid hurtling people and we all know how that is a beloved skill set in and of itself in Buffalo. Uh, I think in the AFC East, you're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to beat teams and defenses with a lot of points because of a quarterback that just arrived elsewhere in New York uh, or New Jersey, excuse me. So Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I really like this sneaky pick. They jumped, they hurtled the Mm. Dallas Cowboys to get Dalton Kincaid, the tight Mm. end, out of Utah. Peter, if we could frisbee you a hat, a cap off the table, which would it be? I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers was an interesting one. You know, there was this run on offensive tackles, and I love Broderick Jones going to the Steelers for Pittsburgh's sake in this one, because if they were going OT, there was this list of top-tier guys. We knew that the Jets had traded back from 13 to 15 in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Been pretty well known with the Jets were looking to do. They wanted to protect Rodgers. But once you saw a guy like Darnell Wright go at 10 and then Skaronsky at 11, and then of course Paris Johnson was gone at 6, the Steelers got savvy. They've got a second-year GM, Omar Khan, who was there for a long time, waiting his chance to, to get his, his handle on the draft. And I thought Daniel Jeremiah nailed it on the coverage last night. Andy Weidel, who's in that front office, worked with Joe Douglas for years, both in Philly and in Baltimore, kind of knows his traits, knew what they were looking to do. So they jumped the Jets, and Broderick Jones goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers instead of the New York Jets, and the Jets, they go for their pass rusher. Should all work out fine for both teams, but I love what Pittsburgh did. That was savvy. That was chessboard stuff. Nice. Chessboard stuff. Love it. Peter, appreciate you. Next topic. Uh, That was perfect fit. Now we have teams that we think really need to step up in the ensuing rounds of the NFL draft. you got to pick a cap for the team. Step it up tonight, specifically rounds two and three. Ryan, where do you go? All righty, let's go. Let's uh, let's head to a place that uh, hosted the draft a few years ago when it went bonkers. The Tennessee. Oh, and you're going to listen to Jason McCourty. Hopefully, make that team better later. Yep, you know they had they had a chance to make some moves in the first round. They didn't do that. They went and got a very good offensive tackle in Peter Skaronsky. Guy gets a hold of you with that punch. You do not go anywhere. So that was a good first pick. Now I want to see a little bit more. I need to see them get a bit more inventive. I need them to look more around the skill position and to help build that defense up because that is going to be the case for them to be good in this division. So Mm. I need to see a bunch from Tennessee tonight. So do I. And as Jamie mentioned, our brother Jason McCourty, who's currently in uh, seat 37C flying to Kansas City, will be He's announcing a pick C. for them. I, I, I hope. Him like that. He booked it late. Like I'm not. It's not him. Believe me. I, I hope he's in 3C. I'm going to go with the Packers. 
you know, you got to almost respect it. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have a brand, they have conviction, and they do not sway from it. There were four wide receivers taken in the first round in a row. Like little wide receiver nesting dolls. Mm -hmm. And the Packers said, no, just because we're ushering out a totally green quarterback, so to speak, let's not give him a Kincaid or any of those wide receivers. Let's just do what we do and get a pass rusher and just build on that defense. It's incredible. It really is. Meanwhile, the Vikings brought sand to the beach and brought a wide receiver themselves. Packers, maybe in the third, a wide receiver. I'm not going to get crazy and say in the second. Maybe in the third, a tight end or a wide receiver. Anybody that you might put around J-Lo, your new quarterback. I, I, I have come to respect the Packers. They say, no, we will not. Never, not on our watch. We did our best to speak it into existence that we I just know. wanted to, the petty pick. A spite pick. A, a spite didn't. pick of just wide receivers. Uh, they didn't they listen. Won't. Ryan, could you do me the honor of throwing me that purple hat? Not for the team that just absolutely crushed it yesterday, but the other one. Yep, thank you very this much. One? Yep. Uh, NFC North foe. Thank you very much. I'm sitting next to you and I'm looking at that Packers hat and yep. I'm like, man, not that I think Jordan Addison should have gone 13 or 15 or whatever the Packers had at that point, 13. The, if they had gone wide receiver, then maybe the Vikings could have gone edge rusher because mm. they need to fix their defense. And I and I hope they do it in rounds two and three and four, five, six, and seven. There were a lot of issues. They have a brand new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores who has arrived to town. You know, the Cowboys, when they drafted yesterday, Dan Quinn just like emerged. There was a, an image of him kind of like so over ownership and Jerry Jones and just making sure. And then they went out and picked Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Like mm. He's like, I need my guy just in the room checking. And I almost feel like Brian Flores could have done that just to have a defensive guy. I think the Vikings, they need to bolster. I, I, I stop using that word. I really hate it. Um, the defense. But Kinda they do. Fun to light up the sky, though, next Do you want right? to trade guys? Like, Do you want to send Jordan Addison no, to the we Packers? we will not do a wide receiver. We okay. will not. All right. No, You're going to stick with your Midwestern defense. edge That's exactly All right, why. Peter, what do you got? What hat do you need? Trivia, do you guys know who has the most draft picks in the 2023 NFL Draft? Which team has the overall most selections? The answer... The Rams! ...is the Los Angeles Rams. 11 picks the Rams have, and they're going to use them over tonight and tomorrow. I think the Rams have to actually build a roster now. This is where Les Snead has to actually cash in those picks. And it's funny, they did this thing called the Draft Lab video, and they got Brian Cranston, and they got Cheech Marin, and they've got Jesse Pinkman, and they're doing all these great videos. Now you have to actually go in the lab and you got to make these picks. I think they need to get pass catchers. I think they need to get some players on defense. 11 picks over the next two days, the Los Angeles Rams. They're saying this isn't a total rebuild. Well, it has to go well the next two days. Looking at you, McVay, Snead, and the boys out in L.A. Last year was a mulligan. This year can't be the same. Yeah, but Peter, here's the thing. I remember you showed me this, that the Rams, they don't go to the combine. They do all their scouting from afar, but they, if they play it right, they could really capitalize on all these picks that they have. Peter Schrager, you are an absolute pro. We miss you at the table. Come back soon, my friend. Yes, thank you, guys. And hey, he's up on the Vikings pick, Jamie. It was pretty good. Second and third round tonight. We cannot wait. We're going to do Call Your Shot in beautiful Technicolor. We have a basketball hoop. Leaf is so fired up. I don't think you've gotten to play with this thing yet. Have I you? have. I'm one for one. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. He warmed up. It was, the, right. day, it was, the, day, it was the day that uh, Jamie made her first shot. Yeah, it was right. cool. It was oh, cool. Oh, that's it right. It was week 16 of the NFL season. Yeah. Leaf hits his first shot. I, I had missed for 16 straight weeks, and then I made my first one, too. It was great. I think you're, you made the next one, too. Let's find out what happens today. Tonight's second and third round. Call a shot, meaning something you think will happen. And then uh, take a shot, Jamie. You're up. Oh, I'm up. I'm trying to fix the net because that's the reason why I miss. Not. <laughs> we debated earlier whether or not Hendon Hooker or Will Levis would be the next quarterbacks off the board. I believe it will be Hendon Hooker, and I believe he will go. I think it's 
fifth overall to the Seattle Seahawks because okay. he can rehab his knee while Geno Smith is there. And free throw kind of. Oh! oh. Let me try again. Let me try again. Leaps up. No, yeah. no second tries. We had 60 seconds left. Heard all. You had one shot. It was an end one. Go ahead. All right. Leaf. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He bolsters Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Their first pick in the second round. I'm calling that shot. Hey. Oh, oh, an air ball. Can't shoot again, Ryan. Can't I can't. Nope. I Sorry, accept, make it. I accept. Will I Levis is going to be drafted early tonight, and I have this feeling he's going to be drafted by the Las Vegas Raiders. And they're going to do the thing, and they're going to back him up. I'm going to put him behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and it will be a big hug. I don't know if he's attending the draft again, but I know he will be drafted by the Raiders. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to throw this like a pass. Imagine the backboard is like the receiver zone. This is going to be Will Levis' first pass for the Raiders whenever it may be. Ready? Here we go. A little high, but oh, he put a rocket fall. on it, didn't he? Let it fall. Oh hey, my gosh, um, incredible. Try, I was trying to do an alley, uh, a Will Levis oh, yeah, 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 yeah. alley-oop. Alley okay, ready? You hit it, Leaf. Go ahead. Leaf's got it. Oh, ready? I think you made the shot. I think she Are did it. I think she got it. It's over. That was unbelievable. I think that's really good. Kyle, tell the beautiful people what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, we'll be here. We'll be here. We're doing a show. We're always going to be here. We're doing a Sunday show. We're doing You're Monday night. Morning football. There's Kansas City. Beautiful statue. Beautiful scene. The draft continues tonight. Watch on NFL Network rounds two and three. Ryan Leaf, thanks for being here. MacGyver Leaf, I love you. <laughs>